Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Catherine Ingram. The following was excerpted from a session of Dharma Dialogues and has been renamed for this podcast, Choose Freedom. It was recorded in Los Angeles in 2005. I just wanted to thank you so much because in the, <clears throat> the months that I've been coming here, I'm starting to really experience a difference. I know that one of the first times I was here, I was talking about fear and how I was really living in a, a lot in a place of fear and how even though I'm a psychologist and I intellectually have known all this for such a long time, it's, it's been I've been sort of understanding on a deeper level um, how I was attached, how there was a a choice and an attachment to the negative negativity. And that, and I remember you talking one time about how you can choose to be in the familiar mud hole or in the crater lake. Yes. Yes. And how it seems as if more and more I, I do have a, a, I don't know, an interest and ability to make the other choice. Beautiful. It's really that. I used to title my series Choose Freedom. Right? Choose Freedom. Simple thing to remember at any moment. Right? It's it's a switch. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much for that. Don't quite know what, I don't really know what's happening, but it's happening. Yes, yes, beautiful. Yes, that's it, yeah. Yeah. I know, me too. <laughs> you know, it just becomes more and more wordless, really. You know, you can't, a shift is, is occurring, and you can't really give words or voice to it. Right. More and more you find yourself just with nothing to say about it, you know, but a shift is definitely occurring. And you find that, you know, I like to say you you see the twinkle in people's eyes. I mean, that's the only giveaway. (laughs) Driving to work, really loving the sky and noticing the the trees above the freeway rather than, of course, paying attention to the road, but noticing the the trees and the flowers along the way also. Beautiful. The birds flying by. Yes, it's exactly that. It's like, I, I often say it's like life at last. You, you actually are starting to notice in the here and now the richness of life. <laughs> because you were before, most of us, in a trance. Whatever the trance might have been. Some people's was depressing. Other people's was just about fantasy. But they weren't here. And all of that, either the depression or some sort of fantasy, is a kind of mediated life. It's not quite visceral. It's not real. It's, it's you know, um, mediated. It's buffered. <coughs> and so this is a real showing up. You know, and you do. You notice, ah, you, you just notice a lot more. I was at this conference just last month uh, with the Dalai Lama and a bunch of scientists, and they were presenting various findings to him 
scientific findings measuring brain and physical responses and so on um, in the effects of meditation or other types of stress reduction techniques. And then uh, one of my friends um, called me yesterday, and she's with those same scientists, and they just were doing a bunch of tests on these three-month meditators in Massachusetts. They've just come out of a retreat. Um, and she was saying that there's this, um, there's this famous something called a something blink. I don't remember the name of it or the term, but there's some kind of famous blink, which, which is accepted in psychological and scientific circles in terms of the brain, whereby the brain can't notice two objects that like one in front of the other so easily it can it, it won't see the second one as as well or at all and it's like a something there's some special name for it with blink in the title but the meditators are seeing it there and when the when the experimenters first did this experiment on some other people they didn't believe it they didn't even accept their own findings but now they just did it on 17 people in Massachusetts, and what they saw was that they do, they are seeing all those little objects that everybody else has always assumed you didn't see the second one, you only saw the first. I make this point because I've been saying this for years, in this deep quiet of being, of awareness, you're, it's like everything is heightened, you notice a lot more. Why? Because your mind isn't being you know, taken over, snatched by fantasies and trances and depression. It's freed up. And your own natural awareness is very, very bright. <laughs> so yes, you notice the sky, the birds, and you're able to drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we'll have a question up front. You know, I even noticed lately that um, jumping in the old mud hole is actually quite fun sometimes. <laughs> That's great. Kind of, it's kind of like a comfort food, you know. You know, you know it's not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know it's bad for your body. Right. But you jump in or you eat that. Yeah. And you know it's temporary. Yes, yes. It's yes. like I'm aware I'm going into it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's just fun to swim around in for a little Sometimes. bit. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's good. That's the advanced course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yes, when you have when you have the freedom, finally, you know, to know that you can make the choice at any minute. Then sometimes one doesn't indulge, you know. <laughs> like for myself, um, you know, my personality type has this kind of tragic romantic quality. It's a mud hole type. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a mud hole type. And, and so I'll watch a sad movie and I'll really let it, like, <laughs> let it roar through me, you know, and I'll cry and it'll be so sad. And <laughs> You know, 
because there's something about trying to stay like too austere, you know. Oh no, 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 no. It looks more interesting to me to let the let the emotions roll through. But there comes a point, and you know that point when it's like you can feel you're overindulging something, right? So, for instance, like I was saying about the sadness, certain things can make you very sad, understandably, appropriately so. But you kind of know when, okay, it's enough already after a point. You get to a point where you start to feel, you know, you've, you've, you've milked it for everything there is, you know. <laughs> and you've examined every aspect and you've let go and let go and let go about the truth of it. And then there comes a point for, okay, the sadness is now out of balance. Yeah. The Dalai Lama is an amazing example of this because he has lived with so many sad stories for so many years now, since 1949. And, and they're not just little sad stories. They're huge, you know, with involving lots of people and lots of very terrible things done to those people. And yet he has so much joy He's, he's incredible to watch in that way. He's so present. And with just a, you know, a sweetness of being. And the same with Punjaji. And the same with what I consider every great person of understanding. That there's a, an ability to really feel, right? To really, really feel deeply. Not to always be at some great remove, some great distance from the, from the truth of it. But then you also notice with these characters that they don't really ever collapse. They're not just flattened. They don't get stuck in it. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's the great inspiration about that. Tonight I sort of realized that I really want to be able to do this on, kind of on my own yes. because I won't be coming down here to meet all of you. Um, so um, I'm, you know, gathering the resources to keep on with this. And yeah. um, um, the, the one thing that sounds like an, a thing to keep doing is to something I heard you say tonight, which is to, to observe and check in with yourself and have a little chat with yourself. Yes. Yeah. So, um, is and you're just modeling that you do that yourself. I do, right? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. if 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 needed. Yeah, you know, like if I notice yeah. that I'm in kind of a funk about the world, especially, mm-hmm. and that it's just getting out of balance. You know, that it's it's obsessing my thoughts too much, and that I'm having this feeling of kind of gloom and an, and an impending doom. Um, <laughs> then I know. Then I know that I'm out of balance. That there's that I need to choose freedom, and that really I don't know how it's going to play out. And like I said before, and anyway, however it plays out, my feelings of gloom aren't going to help anything. I might as well just be here. And usually, when I snap into the present awareness, things are perfectly fine, right? Usually, almost always. So any, any topic or any problem, this could apply to. It doesn't Absolutely. have to be the world. Yes, um, exactly. 
I'd like to get sort of personal because yeah. it's the story that's going on. I noticed that if there's work that I've agreed to do, but I'm not, I tell myself I don't want to do it because mm-hmm. it's not interesting work. So, um, and I know if I start doing it, I'll really like get into it and almost get lost into doing it, like bookkeeping and record keeping and paperwork. And and I tell myself I don't want to get lost into it and get all hung up in it. And so I keep walking around the table and the papers and avoiding them. So I know that I can choose differently, and I notice that I'm not. And I'd like to move to the point where I could be happy, be content, doing this work that I've told myself isn't interesting, and not get so into it, so lost in it, that I forget about being happy and about being willing to die this moment if I'm in the middle of bookkeeping, which I don't care about. If I were to die that moment, like you said tonight, mm-hmm. could I be okay mm-hmm. doing bookkeeping and mm-hmm. dropping dead at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, let's look for let's look for a moment at the discomfort you experience by not doing the things that are laying there. They're actually draining your awareness by not getting done. So there's a cost. You're already paying a cost. And probably that cost gets more and more expensive as time goes by and it's still not getting done, right? The repeating thought of, I ought to do it and I'm not. Yeah, and the sense that it does need at some point to get done, that your resistance and denial is not going to have the effect of it not having to be done. Right? So that eventually, so you're just postponing, right? And now in the postponing, you're also, the awareness is being slightly disturbed. (coughs) There's like a a lot of ripples in. So in this discernment that comes alive in this relaxed intelligence, you notice that that's costly. You You want your awareness freed up. So you like to get these things taken care of. And then there's almost a pleasure in taking care of it. It's like you're doing it and it's getting done. It's like good. You feel good about it. And maybe trusting that there'll be some intelligence there that I won't get real hung up in the details and kind of get lost into the details. You may have to get lost in the details to accomplish them. Sometimes that is the case. Sometimes we have to get very concentrated on a task to get it done, right? It doesn't mean that there isn't an aspect of your awareness. It's just hanging out quietly, witnessing kind of. But that, you know, that your mental, uh, the, the, the preponderance of your mental energy is being used to get the task done. But that can also be pleasurable, a kind of concentration, a one-pointedness, right? That can be fine. Certainly better than having to worry. You know, someone came up to me in Ireland last time I was there, and she said the following. She said, "Um, I haven't done my taxes, and they're now six months overdue. And and I just don't feel like doing them. I, I have so much resistance to doing them. And I just don't feel like I can be in freedom doing them. But now I'm going to have real big, huge consequences, and it's keeping me up at night, she tells me. 
I said, so let me get this straight. (laughs) (laughs) Doing your taxes is worse than being kept up at night every night? And she, I mean, it was like she stopped and said, no. I said, so you're, you're, you're actually spending night after night of no sleep and doing your taxes is worse than that? And she said, no, no, it's not. No, probably it would be better. <laughs> <laughs> I said, then why don't you do your taxes? <laughs> you know? It was like this moment of revelation that she just hadn't even looked at it that way. So a lot of this is just a really simple assessment of how much energy you're going to spend on any given thing, right? Because Mm -hmm. really what you more and more are going for is this sense of open free flow in your being. So there's nothing, there are no ripples, right? Or very few ripples that are coming through. And things left undone, strands laying all over the place, um, details un- unhandled that need to be handled have a siphoning effect. Just as behaving in ways that are hurtful or telling a lie or living a lie has a terrible siphoning effect. People might think they're getting away with something sometimes. I'm not speaking to you directly no, in this okay. case. I'm just kind of... As an adjunct. (laughs) Um, But they're not because they know, right? Even if nobody else knows, you know, right? You're the one who's having to live with it Mm -hmm. and it's costly. So, one of the ways I see this is a kind of, in my own way of seeing this, sometimes I think of it as it's kind of a like, you realize you don't have the fortitude or the stamina to put up with nonsense anymore. You're so used to your relaxed way of being, your sweet self, your own innocence. You just can't, you can't do the hard thing anymore. You start to realize not doing those details, your work, that's actually harder than doing them. You're following me? Mm-hmm. Can So I'm guessing that if you practice, you can, I mean, not practice, but, well, practice. If you practice being your sweet self and simultaneously doing the activity, the work, the, it's possible to enjoy life doing that? Like yes. To, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I was seeing them as a trade-off. Well, I have to take time out and do all this stuff and get lost in it, and I don't really want to be in that state of mind. No. No, 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 no. You, you, you show up and do the details. I mean, my days are, are lists and lists and lists of details, especially right now with, you know, a move uh, on my plate in addition to, you know, all the other busy, busyness of the normal life. Um, you know, it's lots and lots and lots of details, right? And there's, it can be actually enjoyable to just kind of accomplish them, get them done, check them off. And then there's this feeling of free space and everything's kind of caught up and it's wonderful. Together, going along together? Yes, I mean, exactly, going along together, exactly. You don't have to wait and get the whole thing done and then feel free because no, that, that's no, where it's... No, 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 no. Okay. 
I mean, only very privileged few people would have uh, a situation where they come to a point where there are no more details left to do, <laughs> you know? Okay. Very, very few people have that. Most of us have big lists of details every day, a to-do list, yeah. isn't it? And it's the, it's the attitude and the awareness that you keep going while you're doing it. Yes. Very relaxed and very free and very open and no resistance and just enjoying and being grateful that you can accomplish this task, that you aren't having to rely on anybody else to do it. Wow. Yeah. This is very helpful. This, this is <laughs> going to be for my whole rest of my life. Thank you. Good, good, good. <laughs> yes, so yes, yes, of course. You. Yeah. You know, there's a great story by my Zumi Roshi, who used to be here in Los Angeles. He died. Um, he, they were remodeling the Zen Center. And, um, and he, so he asked, you know, a couple of the people who were working on it, how was it going? And they said, oh, it's coming along, except for a few details. And he stopped and he thought a minute. And he said, but details are all there are. <laughs> right. It's, you know, it's just details, really, that we're all up to. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And you find that more and more you relax as this in your own understanding. And you just flow through. You flow through life, work, love, whatever it is, with just an ease. And as I said at the beginning, this, this great appreciation, quiet appreciation. Nothing doesn't have to be this dramatic thing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes your heart wells so full some little thing catches your attention and you feel like you could burst into tears, right? But more, more often it's a kind of quiet ah, you know? Just, mm, you know, a smell on the breeze or just little things all through the day. This has been In the Deep. To support these podcasts, you can subscribe to this channel on iTunes or post a review there. If you'd like to know more about my work, book a private session, or make a tax-deductible donation for the ongoing production of the podcasts, please visit katherineingram.com. Till next time.